record. Okay, so today's guest is Shannon from Soldier On. Hello. Hi. <laughs> we finally get to sit down and then do this. It's been a couple of weeks in the making. You're, well, you're a very busy person. Yeah. I tend to, <laughs> I'm elusive, probably. I just, the elusive Shannon. Yeah, do a lot of running around and be like, oh no, I've been here the whole time. Like, what do you mean? Of course I've been here. Yeah, well, just, <laughs> I've never left my desk. <laughs> so you are the events... Uh, so my title, title is Programs Coordinator, yes. um, but basically the way that we describe it Danielle Bulldog's our psychologist, and mm-hmm. she takes care of mental health support, and then I do everything else. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be funnier if it wasn't true. Uh, no, basically, yeah, I, I take care of all of our social programming, all mm-hmm. the activities that you see, book club, women's catch-ups, golf days, surfing, all that sort of stuff I take care of, mm-hmm. um, and then I also make sure that basically the centre functions mm-hmm. um, and do all the business development and that side of things as well, so... Yeah, it keeps me on my toes. Well, this is why I never see you, because you just like, yeah. go, 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 go. Yeah, pretty much. And then at the moment, we're only here two days a week. Yep. So I shove sort of a lot, a lot of work into 15 hours <laughs> <laughs> and just kind of pray that it all happens eventually. There's a lot Ridiculous. of emails that start with, sorry for the delay, <laughs> but, you know, we're doing the best we can. <laughs> well, it's a two-person team. What more can you ask? Yeah, and, you know, funnily enough, uh, WA is a pretty big state. I don't know if you uh, have realised that, I but it's... I uh, know. Uh, yeah, it's um, pretty big. There's a lot of people. <laughs> so, yeah, look, it's uh, it's a bit of a tough job at mm-hmm. the minute with you know, the restrictions, but that's one of the cool things about Soldier On, though, is that we are pretty well entirely community-funded. Mm-hmm. Something like 0.4% of our funding comes from the government. So that's whether that's government initiatives or grants, things like that. So it's mm-hmm. this tiny little percentage nationally that we see from the government. Uh, everything else is from the community. Fantastic. So our salaries get paid from corporate contributions. Yeah. So any larger businesses that partner up with us, that's where we get paid from. Mm-hmm. Um, and then pretty well everything else that you see happen with Soldier On, it's funded by the community. So we really ensure that as much as we can mm-hmm. financially put back to the community, we do. So, you know, while it does minimize our time here <laughs> to try and maximize the offerings, basically. So yeah. it's kind of cool. Like that, it works that way. So I know it's great that so many parts of the community are recognizing that veterans, you know, deserve our our help and our respect, yeah, and they're coming out and they're giving the money so you guys can go do that. Yeah, and it's been really maybe not surprising, but humbling, I guess, that we have so many large regular givers in WA as well. Mm-hmm. So people that are consistently giving to the program and you know not just sort of five ten dollars you know it's a few hundred dollars here and there so it's really great um and you even those five ten dollar contributions they mean so much because it's just it's those little things you know if someone gives us ten dollars like that's my postage for the month like you know i can send letters (laughs) so it's um the effect that that contribution has on what we can do is so profound Mm -hmm. and yeah i think even in my time being involved with our community just the perception of what we're doing and like the civilian community coming on board people that have no connection to veterans or to service or whatever it is but they still want to be involved and they still recognize that our veterans and service persons have given us everything Mm -hmm. so this is the little bit that they can do to give back to them so yeah it's been really cool to see that shift yeah absolutely Uh, I mean I remember back in the early 90s there was a, a very different public perception of Veterans, You know, my parents couldn't wear their uniform in public and you weren't allowed stickers on the cars, but nowadays you're really encouraged to do that. Yeah, definitely. I think we've still got a long way to go, mm. um, especially when it comes to our younger veterans. Where Soldron really operates mm. is you know, for the 
you know, men and women that have served post-1990. Mm-hmm. So we're dealing with people as young as 18 to about 50. So you served in the last 20-odd years, and there is still stigma around younger veterans and female veterans especially that oh, absolutely you know going out on anzac day and they're wearing the medals and it's like it's their day to be proud and you know i'm there and i'm gushing i'm like this is so great you're wearing them on the wrong side yeah. and you're like well, actually no yeah. <laughs> <They're> <laughs> <not. yourself. laughs> um, you can you can go shove that somewhere else but whatever um <laughs> and i'm getting all defensive and they're like it's fine I'm like, but i want to be angry <laughs> let me be angry but um yeah so that still exists but the fact that especially back home in Brisbane, like being with friends that were in uniform and you would just walk down the shops and you know, there would be the occasional person that would thank them for their service mm-hmm. or genuine looks of admiration and things like that that they were receiving just you know, down at Woolies, things like that. Like that's really great to see and to know that they can walk around with their head held up for the work that they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, come leaps and bounds and there's still, like I said, a long way to go, but... I'm really positive that we're going to get there. So, yeah, there's a lot of initiatives, not just RSLWA and, you know, Soldier On, but the amount of ESOs that are popping up and doing really meaningful work. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's really, really cool to see. It is. It is really great to see. And as you said, there's so many young veterans nowadays. There's a lot of people joining the military, uh, doing a number of years, serving in. A lot of people don't know that they're serving overseas and in war zones Mm. in today's day and age and very different wars to any other wars we've fought before yeah they're all getting their own problems coming out exactly it's a whole different ball game yeah really like and (laughs) i think that's in my opinion something that has sort of tainted public perception maybe Mm. and then that one of those hurdles that are being overcome is that we're not seeing the war yeah you know it's not these massive conflicts that are you know lasting for shorter bursts you a couple of years but it's all over the news and it's your big thing and then everybody comes home at once you know and then the war is over and this is great you know we're looking at conflicts like afghanistan iraq that you know we're going on what 12 13 years well i think the original iraq one was 1991 or something wasn't it? yeah desert storm or whatever it's called (laughs) yeah and then that went for a long time and then you know with the you know the unfortunate event of 9-11 and going back to afghanistan back to iraq and things like that and you the involvement that we've had, not only in that, but in peacekeeping missions as well. Yeah, um, Somalia, Timor. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I remember I was in grade four when Timor happened, and mm. my teacher, her brother, was in the army. Yep. And we did up these big care packages because I can't remember. It might have been for Anzac Day. And we all had these lollies and you know, we all wrote <laughs> notes and they just – They've got probably like 300 kilos of hard lollies, <laughs> um, which I hope they appreciate. <laughs> I hope they brush their teeth. A bunch of, yeah, a bunch of nine-year-olds sending them lollies and being like, thank you for being in the war. And we had no idea what it meant, yeah. really. It's something that's easily forgotten. Mm. You know, it's not really – I haven't even thought about that memory in who knows how long. But it was such – a devastating conflict for Timor and mm. you know, all these things happen and we, we sent people there and the men and women we sent were affected by that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and they're still in that younger age bracket. Yeah. I mean, they're probably what, 40 A lot of now. them are 40, 50 now, yeah. Yeah, so you know, when we're sending men and women up for cyclone recovery, you know, being from Queensland... You know all about those. <laughs> Thankfully, I'm southeast Queensland, so I've never actually <laughs> experienced oh, a cyclone. I'm Cairns originally, so okay, so you know more than me. I but plenty. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've had mates that are like, oh yeah, like I've got to go up to Cairns for a couple of weeks. We're doing cleanup, 
you know, things like that. Mm. And there's all these things that are happening and a lot of it can be really positive. You know, those peacekeeping missions really giving back to other communities in really meaningful ways. But there are negative side effects that come from that for the service person and we're trying really hard to remedy that when they get back yep. but when you don't really think about it when your Afghanistan or Iraq's been going on for over a decade we're like oh it's just kind of a thing like we're it's just there now, to it now. Yeah, yeah it's just it just kind of exists yep. and you don't think of it as this big ongoing war and your friends of mine went you know, as recent as I think he was over there for seven months the beginning of last year mm. so they're still regularly going yeah they're still being and, shipped out over there all the time yeah and you know there's always tension now. Things are volatile, shall we say. <laughs> <laughs> the political climate is uh, interesting. So yeah, there's always that what's going to happen next yep. sort of thing. And that has an impact on service persons as well. You know, just in their families as well. Yeah. You know, I'm, my partner's actively serving and there's your rotations that he's been on. Uh, you know, the four hours notice to move mm-hmm. and you know, the phone goes off in the middle of the night like oh my god this is it like, I actually know it's just a spam email but it's just <laughs> <laughs> you know it's it's every time you're like oh my god yeah yeah it's and, then, and then that lasts for six months yeah. you know and it's you know we couldn't be more or he couldn't be more than 30 minutes away from base for six months so mm-hmm. you know it limits your life in so many ways oh yeah big time yeah and it, it does it does have a really huge impact and you know, it's affecting this young age group. Mm-hmm. So I think we've done a really good job of learning from prior mistakes. Yeah. You're seeing how our veterans were treated when they came home from Vietnam and Korea and really looking at that and saying, not again. Yeah, like, absolutely. This is not okay. Um, and there's more, maybe not more, but different challenges that face the transitioning service person now. So mm. that's, you know, a big part of what Soldron does is to try and tackle that on a few fronts and through not only mental health, which is obviously really the forefront of discussion um, and obviously suicide prevention and things like that and looking at how we can make it okay to talk about your mental health, mm-hmm. but also addressing things like employment and education. You're coming out, you if you're maybe you're not entirely ready to come out and you maybe you just don't want to move from your posting again, your family pressures are there, whatever it is, and you're not stepping into another job immediately, mm-hmm. it can be incredibly confronting. Yeah, especially if and, you've got a family. Yeah, and then so you've got this really you know, steady paycheck, you're like, it's fine, I'll just go, I'll go to the mines, I'll do this, I'll do that, whatever, and you get out first and it's like, oh, actually, no, this isn't going to go the way that I thought. Yep. Or you, know, you, you miss some aspect of service or something and then, whatever sort of roadblocks you hit it's employment at least in my experience it's just one of those real like massive linchpins yeah in your home life you know and this exists for defense spouses as well certainly and so i guess to note all of our services are available for spouses as well that's great um your danny and i both spouses we understand <laughs> sort of what you go through and you know when we moved to perth a couple of years ago it wasn't the thing that I was expecting to struggle with. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of had maybe this naive perception that we were going to come here and, you know, I did have a job lined up at a bar. Um, it was bartending at the time. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll go there. Like, I'll make some friends. Everything will just sort of chug along. This is what I'm used to. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it didn't 
happened that way at all. <laughs> you know, I got there and they were like, oh, yep, yeah, we'll have full-time hours for you. I was like, yep, yeah, cool, that's great. That full-time happen. was th- like three nights a week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it was a small restaurant. I was in the bar by myself, so I really didn't connect with anybody else. You know, I made one friend and then she moved back to the Gold Coast. And I was like, oh, great, so you just moved me back to where we came from. <laughs> cool. Hi. <laughs> and I start again. And it hasn't been really until the last last year coming on with Soldier On that I've had something steady. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been with Soldier On just over a year now. And prior to that, they were they became my 12th employer in two years. Yeah. Because it was just... I would you know, pick up one barista job and it was that that same thing. I heard it so many times. Yep, we got 40 hours a week for you. Cool. Do that for two weeks. Oh, by the way, we're cutting you back to 20. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah, no, I don't need a full-time income. That's fine. Please. <laughs> Who needs to pay bills, man? Yeah, no, that's fine. Please. Just, um, I'll live with that. No, it's not happening. So I'd go off and find something else and, yep, full-time hours, you'll be right. You know, after three months, you'll go permanent. It'll be great. Um, oh, yeah, no, by the way. Uh, actually, it's going to be 25 for the next six months, maybe. Probably drop again. And, you know, I had one job that, yep, it'll be full-time, be really good. We closed for 10 days over Christmas. Like, my hours had slowly been drifting down a little bit. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, when we come back, you know, I have to go back up. Like, yep, yep, that'll be fine. Closed for 10 days over Christmas, came back. They're like, ah, yeah, actually, the business isn't doing that well. You need to take a month off. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> And uh, <laughs> I think you just said a month. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to go find another job. She's like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and it, and it was just this series of things. And it wasn't it wasn't that I wasn't experienced enough or that I wasn't qualified enough. You know, I have quite a diverse background. Mm-hmm. You know, my CV's fleshed out pretty well. You know, before moving, I was with one company for seven years. That's impressive. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> straight out of high school, like I was quite successful with them. You know, and, and did a multitude of roles, and it was really great. And the other reason I left that job was, was I couldn't continue it here. I ended mm-hmm. up in a position where the program didn't exist outside of that company. It was very specific. And so I couldn't just up and be like, oh, I'm going to go to this retailer now and work for them. Yeah. So I, I stepped back and went to hospitality, and you know, I, I was even working for Telstra before I moved and couldn't move with them because I had a hiring freeze. And I was like, okay, that's cool. I'll be fine. <laughs> this will be fine. I've got this great CV. Apparently not. <laughs> the job market just, is an absolute bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and so if I can't successfully transition my employment as someone who's been a civilian, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't have a service background myself. You, like I said, I held one company for seven years, got this great track record, all these things, you know, and I am confident to talk about my achievements, you know, mm-hmm. and be like, yeah, like I'm a great employee because of all these reasons. They're like, yeah, cool, but nah. <laughs> All right. This is great. Um, so how can we then expect a service person to be able to confidently go in through that process? And the the challenges there are so numerous too because, you know, their roles, like how does a – like my dad was a sonar operator. How does that translate into civilian life? You've yeah. come out of the, the 20 years or something or 10 years or however long you're in there in the military developing these very specific skills – you don't know how they translate to civilian life. Civilians yeah. don't know how they translate. Exactly. And you don't come out with a certificate or a degree. Uh, yeah. And you know you're thirty, or you're you know you're thirty, and you're trying to entry level mm. jobs when no one's going to hire a thirty year old entry level because <laughs> yeah. they have to pay you much more than yeah, an eighteen year old. Exactly. And 
there uh, I've certainly found it you know the entry level you still need like four years experience oh my god <laughs> entry level yeah. must have a degree in three years experience what? that's not actually entry level but whatever <laughs> <laughs> yeah and the, there's these challenges and it's you're in the military so you know people in the military but what happens when you get out you don't have those connections yeah and it really depends on the city that you're in you in my experiences in Brisbane it was very much you just applied for the vacancy either you got the interview or you didn't mm-hmm. you know no one really knew anyone you know, in the circles that I was applying in coming into Perth everybody knows everybody yeah we're a tiny we're the it's, biggest small town <laughs> <laughs> yeah it really is and that was really confronting for me as well because now it's not just applying for a job it's I have to go out and network and meet people and put myself out there in different ways and I ever have before mm. and you know while that has certainly helped in soldier on because that's pretty much what I'm doing is just getting my butt in front of people and saying hi I'm here I exist support me <laughs> you know that's kind of what you have to do personally as well yeah. and be like hi I'm here support me you know and that's not a skill you necessarily develop you if you're you know if you're an infantryman like a rifleman like they, they're not going to teach you not with the corporate networking skills, you know. I, you're not going to be confident going to a sundowner and saying, hi, like, these are my skills. And you've come from this you team know? environment where it's all about the person next to you and everyone else with you, and then you get into the civilian world and it's, where it's number one. It is, you know, it's everyone for themselves. Yes, you know, cutthroat. And, <laughs> it is. and, you know, even talking to my partner about some of the challenges that I've experienced, he hasn't have really had that experience mm-hmm. either and yeah he's very much like that it's about the team he's very humble it's not his achievements it's their achievements yeah and then you come out here and it's like no 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 it's all about it you. is absolutely about you you have to convince this person why you're the best for that job yep. because you're up against like 40 other people who are probably better than you on paper but you have to somehow charm them into deciding that you're the person that they're going to take on and especially in Perth with mining industries and things like that, opportunities are certainly lacking. Um, you know, and yeah, as you said, like how do you translate that experience? So we're working really hard to break that barrier down as well through working with education providers, um, providing opportunity mm-hmm. to different courses and things like that. You know, we're trying to sign on more and more education providers so that there is a bit more uh, access at the moment it's sort of limited in mm-hmm. what we can offer but you know things like we work with a business and law school in sydney um that they'll actually take a look at your service record and say that okay based on that you are eligible for these courses yeah um you you might be just like a few modules shy or whatever it is so you just go off and you finish them um you know one of my guys got it back that he's eligible for an advanced diploma in something or other mm. and if he basically he buys that piece of paper that says that he's done it it's been his job for the last eight years so he knows what he's doing <laughs> and that takes a year off his university degree great so you know we're trying to not fight the system but make it work mm-hmm. for our younger veterans yeah um and, and service persons and to say that you know you've done all this stuff you know, that's why RPL is so great. Like, you've done it. You've been in the job. You've been doing it. Just, just get on paper. Box. Yeah, and, and figure out what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had one guy that was, he was a signalman for, like, 12 years. But he came out, he was eligible for a diploma, diploma of government investigations. Sweet. So he could go across to AFP and do federal investigations. So 
it's a nice little transition there yeah Yeah, exactly like okay well and you maybe that's just something you've never thought about doing but when you look into it you're actually really interested and it just it provides all these different avenues of Mm. opportunity a little bit different for our modern community Mm -hmm. that you know it's not just coming back and walking straight back into a factory or you're walking straight into a job and then having that job support you and your family that notion just does not exist yeah you know that there can be one income in a civilian workplace that will provide enough it's unrealistic you know we have to get creative so we're, we're trying really hard to do that um through education and employment opportunities and then obviously the social side of stuff is just the idea behind everything we do is to continue that sense of community mm-hmm. and, and camaraderie that you experience in service and especially giving families opportunity to meet people that are going through the same thing yeah you know that was a big experience for me when my partner first enlisted that i didn't meet anybody until i marched out of mm-hmm. kabuka is ridiculous basically because <laughs> you know i was in brisbane all by myself you know it's three months like i didn't know anybody that had gone through the experience mm-hmm. or was going through it at that point so I was really alone in that Mm. you had some really fantastic friends around me people that are still like family now but they really didn't know how to support me and I didn't know how to ask for the right kind of support Mm. either you know it was you know them coming like is there anything I can do I'm like I actually don't know like I really don't know how I feel I don't know how I'm coping this is a whole new realm for me and to then go down to Wagga and they marched out and you meet all these people and it's great and I met you know, a few of the other wives and girlfriends it's like okay we should have done this three months ago mm-hmm. you know when they enlisted <laughs> you know when they <laughs> left so that we had a support system so that's something that I'm really focusing on through social programming is providing that support system that I always wished I had mm-hmm. you know where four and a bit years down the track of his military career and moving here you know didn't know anyone in Perth I'd never been to Perth um, none of my friends had been to <laughs> So again, and you know one and connection is so important here um, and your social connection is just so important in general. Um, it makes such a big impact on your life and it took probably a good 18 months to two years really mm-hmm. for me to develop any sort of meaningful friendships mm-hmm. and you know, we've now just been here over three years. So most of my time here socially has been inadequate, I yeah. guess. You know, I, I haven't, and I'm quite an extroverted person. You know, I, I love being surrounded by friends. I love going out and doing things. And, you know, it was always really easy for me to sit there and be like, oh, well, back home, this is what we would be doing. And, you know, it's a Saturday night. You know, I'd be back home. I'd be at a, out with my friends, you know, having a few drinks, having dinner, whatever. And But now I'm just here in Perth by myself, you know, partner's away, whatever. And you're like, okay, cool. How do I actually make friends? <laughs> And that notion of, okay, where do I go? What do I do? How do I do this? It's ridiculous. Like, you know, being 24 and being like, how the fuck do I make friends? <laughs> Never having to actively do that. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think especially when you're much younger, you know, in your really early 20s, late teens sort of thing, friendship happens very naturally. Mm. That, you know, my core group of friends, it was, you know, I started working in office environment met one guy there we clicked really well went to a party at his place met all his friends we clicked really well and then voila I've got like 30 really close friends and it's fantastic and then you know these people that I've been working with for years and developed those friendships over time and that's how I made all my friends was just people that I was working with Mm -hmm. and that sort of carried through 
so I never actually actively had to seek out friendships yeah you know and it's a really confronting experience to sit there and be like I need some friends (laughs) (laughs) and it's like okay like, do I just go to a shop and be like, I'll have a friend, please? Like, it doesn't work like that. Tap someone on the shoulder. Hi, yeah. we're friends now. Like, You're like, do you want to be my friend? <laughs> so it was, yeah, it's this really bizarre experience. And, you know, I went to a few, like, of the meetup.com. Like, I went to a couple of events there. And it was a really horrible experience for me. Um, you know, I know a lot. some people have had a lot of you know, successes there, but in my experience, whether it was just the group wasn't right for me or whatever it was, it's really awkward to go into a room of people you don't know mm. and put yourself out there. It's it's almost like a job interview as well. Yeah, but absolutely. You know, it's, instead of like give me a job, it's be in my life and be my friend, <laughs> um, which is much more intimate. <laughs> um, and having people that could relate to what I was going through. And what my life looked like in comparison to theirs was impossible, Mm. basically. You know, all these women that I met were, you know, really fantastic in their own right, but themselves or their partners were higher up in corporate worlds. I just somehow ended up in those groups with all these, you know, working professional women. You're like, cool, I'm a working professional woman, but, you know, they're bankers and lawyers and their husbands and (laughs) wives are partners and lawyers. And you're like, oh, that's great. And they're like, oh, what is what does your partner do? I'm like, he's in the military. <laughs> and they're like, oh, so what's that like? And then you've got to go through this whole process of explaining it. Yeah. Oh, I don't know how you do it. And just like this really weird, I've always called it um, pity support. Yeah, I get that. They, they think they're being really supportive, but it's just got this little note of pity <laughs> on it. That, oh, I couldn't be away from my, my husband for that long. Like, oh, okay, well, you just uh, maybe be a little bit more independent. <laughs> maybe you just don't like yourself enough. Maybe you should trust, work on that. trust him a little bit more, yeah. Yeah, you know, just maybe you need to learn to be alone. Like, there's no problem with that. And finding people that were able to relate in a meaningful way to my experiences, mm. it just really, yeah, it was basically just impossible. And I put myself out there and I was like, no, this sucks. Like, <laughs> it's awkward. I don't like it. I really don't have much in common with these women. I was feeling really self-conscious about my employment situation. You know, they're like, I'm a lawyer. I'm like, cool, I'm a part-time barista. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. But if you, these other parts of your life aren't working, you feel a little bit self-conscious. And then, you know, it just kind of exacerbates everything. Yeah. And so... I feel that I now have this opportunity at Soldier On that I can now create these social events and these meetups that I wish I had access to mm-hmm. when we first moved here. So things like we're doing women's catch-ups. So it's just so just a group of women. Mm-hmm. Um, we go to a small bar in Subiaco, hang out for a couple of hours on a Sunday afternoon, just chat. You know, and sweet Sunday sesh. Exactly, <laughs> pretty much, and it's fantastic. You know, it's just this group of women. We just hang out, and there's no pressure. Mm-hmm. You. There is no expectation to talk about anything meaningful. We can just talk about the weather. I really don't give a shit, to be honest. <laughs> you know, whatever you want to talk about, like, it's the point is it's a friendly place. Mm-hmm. And you you don't have to talk about it. If you're a service person, you don't have to talk about your service experiences. Yeah. That's, you know, if you feel that you're struggling with that and you need someone to talk to that's fantastic. We can facilitate that. We can get you across the Danny, have a chat, all that sort of stuff. But in these situations, it's about 
creating friendships. Yeah. Um, and, you know, whether that's through just these women's catch-ups or if you want to come and learn surf, like learn to surf and hang out with people there if you want to play golf or you want to come to the movies or whatever it is you want to do, that's probably going to be available with us. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you wait, we've got yoga starting up um, and, you know, adding that social element into it as well as ease of accessibility like yoga's just bonkers expensive. Yes. So um, stupid. I love yoga. <laughs> yoga love is it. amazing, but you're right, it is oh God, so expensive. Yeah, it's Going to a proper studio, like, yeah, that's, no. <laughs> and then you get those ladies, too, and you're just a bit like... Oh, they're, like, really good at it. And yeah. you're just like, can you go? And you just... They look perfect, and you're, like, always, sweating your ass yeah, off. Yeah, I was going to ones where, like, there's mirrors everywhere. Oh, yeah. And you're on these weird angles, you're like, oh, God, that's not good. <laughs> I don't want to see that angle of me, thank you. Oh, no. Yeah, it's just then there's bits that you're like, no, nah, it's not good. And then there's these women that are just, like, swans and contorted their body. I'm like, okay, well, you can just pass. <laughs> leave me alone <laughs> and I want to see this but yeah and it's that it's that same anxiety that you get from mm. it you know and, and at least in my opinion if you're experiencing anxiety and that sort of nervousness mm-hmm. on an exaggerated scale which you know, I've dealt with anxiety for a long time um, that it just exacerbates it yeah and it, it just makes it feel so much worse and you're just like oh my god I can't do it like and you, you just don't do it mm-hmm. at least I don't <laughs> like, like you know what I'm gonna feel fat and flabby and gross and unflexible and there's gonna be that one girl that's really good at it and I just don't want to deal like I don't need to feel worse about myself today <laughs> and that's not okay mm. you know I there needs to be a space for everybody but they where they feel safe and then they feel comfortable and share a commonality and I think that's such an important thing and I don't believe that people put enough emphasis on that commonality and how important it is that mm. you can just go anywhere and make friends. I'm like, no, that's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever tried to do that? <laughs> Have you ever just walked into a room and were like, hi, I'm this person. Friends. Friends. Flock to me. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, no, it, like, it really, maybe for some people, you just have that gravitas, that there's always going to be that able, yeah there's always <laughs> going to be that one guy that just can make friends like good for you i'm not that person <laughs> i'm charming once you get to know me on first meeting i'm i don't know i'm i'm just nervous but i seem like a bit of a bitch <laughs> and i'm a bit standoffish and blunt and like no i'm just i don't dislike you it's just resting bitch face yeah i just i have a terrible i and must look really sad, actually, like my resting face. People are like, are you okay? I'm like, where did you come from? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> like, you just look really... I'm like, I'm thinking... It's just a monkey with symbols just in there. Like, it's just like, this is... A, there is nothing happening back here. I'm fine. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm not that person who will walk into a room and just make friends. Like, I need time. <laughs> um, you know, I'm not very funny. It takes people time to get used to the fact that I laugh at myself a lot. And then that's the funny part. Um, you know, so that commonality is, it's so important. If you can go into a room and whatever activity it is that you're doing, mm-hmm. that you already have that one thing in common. You have one thing to talk about. And yeah, it kind of sucks if that one thing is work. But you build from that. Yeah, stepping you, stones. Yeah, and at least you can relate and be like, you, oh yeah, like I served on that base too. Like, oh, do you know this person? Like, do you know that person? And that conversation flows a lot easier if you have a starting point. And let's face it, a lot of military people, their job is their life. 
Exactly. What else do they talk about? Yeah, it's. It, I think that's the thing, though. It's not a job. It is a life. Yeah. Um, it's it's your whole life. And, you know, we're trying to get better at expanding that so that, you know, a lot of the guys we're working with are currently serving as well. So, you know, trying to get them into the routine of doing these sort of things and accessing these programs and being a part of the greater community mm-hmm. so that when they do decide to transition, this is already, you know, force of habit that, oh, cool, like, I'm thinking about transitioning, do you want, I'll just give Shannon a call, we'll look at education, um, you know, I need X, Y, Z, and you know, maybe I need to do a DBA claim, cool, I'll just go straight to RSL, because this is part of my life. Yeah. It's not, okay, I'm transitioning, now I need to start accessing these services and then start that process then. May as well just start it, you know, years before even considering, yeah. like, if it's just coming to ice hockey games or whatever, just to get involved so that you know, down the line. It's not this big ordeal of coming and signing on with Soldier On or coming and seeing, um, you know, the advocacy and welfare team or whatever it is that it's just part and parcel. Mm-hmm. It's just the thing that you do now that you're deciding to transition. We have all these really cool opportunities to really ease that process. And yes, there's bigger and scarier challenges <laughs> given that it's 2018, but... It means we also have a lot of creative ways to get around them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. You've got to build your own foundations. Yeah, exactly. Little blocks, your stepping blocks going on so that you set yourself up for it. Yeah, so it's that's sort of the whole idea, I guess, that, at least in my opinion, that it's just making sure that transitioning isn't a big deal. Mm-hmm. It's not this big thing now where it could be a really big, like, you slope that you slide down it's just massive slap in the face yeah yeah you're a civilian now <laughs> get the fuck out <laughs> yeah see ya um you know that no it's just the course of life it's not this big scary thing that happens anymore it's just oh cool like i'm gonna transition like yeah. i'm ready for the next thing you know we all change jobs yeah, it's in change. On, you know so that's all it is yeah it's just job change change the scenery kind of things so it doesn't have to be this big thing and we can set it up so that it's not mm-hmm. um and you in all respects there's a there's a long way to go but you know we're fighting as hard as we can to to get there quickly you got to start somewhere yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we started real small <laughs> especially in wa you know um there's a lot of issues on the east coast that are being trials at the moment and mm-hmm. tested and things like that so that when they do come to wa they'll be really solid which is fantastic um you, it's good to see that, especially on the East Coast, there is a lot happening, mm. um, and that knowing that by the time it comes here, like we'll hit the ground running. All the like, kids will be working. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> they can deal with that. And um, <laughs> my two-person team can get the perfect end product. Yeah, yeah, yeah we'll just it'll be smooth as. So yeah, that's good. That was a big tangent, but hey, no tangents are great, man. I mean. <laughs> Like I said before we started this, this is what people do in the military. They go on yeah. a tangent. And talk and talk and talk and talk. And I, it's mostly talking about myself, so that's fantastic. So <laughs> There was peppers of soldier on in there. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Do my job. <laughs> you made your point. Yeah. <laughs> we were here to talk about me, right? <laughs> of course. Absolutely. I'm not self-centered. 100%. <laughs> I'm confident. I'm not cocky. No. So, I mean, so, yeah, soldier on has some 
amazing programs. You've got someone all coming up. You've got the ice hockey. You're starting the yoga. You guys are involved in the Hollyoak Drumbeat, aren't you? And yeah, so that's um, one of Danielle's sort of little side projects mm-hmm. that she's involved with from a psychology perspective. So to my knowledge, it's a little bit slow going at the moment getting people involved, but it is a notoriously difficult community to get to things. Um, <laughs> everybody wants stuff, but then you do it and then they don't come. Are you always <laughs> difficult? No. No. <laughs> I mean, that's your word, not mine. <laughs> I grew up here. I know it is. <laughs> no, it's, uh, it's just there are so many people in the community that are so on board and ready to jump into it. But there's also just so many people that we know we are so close to accessing. Mm-hmm. So it's just that thing of them knowing that we're here and then it's okay to come. Like, we're not these scary people. Um, I'm... <laughs> I like to think I'm not intimidating. <laughs> I'm tiny for reference. Yeah, she, she is quite tiny. I yes. mean, I'm only 5'5 five five and she's shorter than I am. So yes, yeah. Intimidating is not what I'd used to describe you at all. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Have you fooled? No, um, <laughs> definitely not. I, yeah, I'm just a tiny little person. Um, yeah, and that everything we do is that safe space so that you know, if you want to come to your drumbeat, if you want to do something like nothing's ever going to be shoved in your face. Like, mm-hmm. it's never going to be like, you have to talk about your mental health. Like, tell me about your experiences right now. Yeah, we're Most not fly with yet. You will talk now. <laughs> tell me. <laughs> no, more often than not, I'm going to tell you not to talk to me because I am not a mental health professional <laughs> and I'm not the person that can help you. <laughs> Danielle is. She has a lot of experience in this area. <laughs> she has, so she has like three degrees on her wall. Um, cool. I have post-it notes of bank account details. <laughs> So, <laughs> so she was the girls we were talking about earlier that make you feel a little bit. No. Yeah, oh yeah, she is, and she's also tall and thin, and it's it's a whole thing. Um, she, she is amazing, yeah. Yeah, she is, and she does so much stuff. Like it's how she fits so much into her week. I have no idea. Um, yeah, so she's and she's a mum, and it's just crazy. Like she's awesome, <laughs> and um, yeah. So it's. I've forgotten what I was talking about now. But, yeah, she's this highly qualified mental health professional. I'm far from. Um, I did, like, a non-official St. John's ambulance thing on how to talk about suicide. That's the extent of my training. Mm -hmm. Um, My background is in events. I'm really good at getting other people to talk to each other. To talk to me, not a good idea. Well, that's the whole point of these events, to get people to talk to each other. Exactly. And then that's the whole point of, I guess, Danny and my dynamic as well, is that if you come to something and you want to talk – that's great. Mm-hmm. I'll get you to Danny. I can set that up. I have access to the calendar. <laughs> I can book you an appointment. She's the one to talk to. Mm-hmm. I am 100% there on the journey with you. And if there are other ways that I can support throughout that, then that's great. Um, the main thing is that you just come. Mm-hmm. You know, if there's something, if it's you drumming, if it's yoga, if it's whatever, we have a we're actually uh, starting a Dungeons and Dragons group as well. Yes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm li- honestly, I don't know how I'm going to get all this stuff done. <laughs> uh, I have panic attacks thinking about it, but you know, there is literally something for everybody. And if you want to be involved, just go. And if you don't like it, fine. I get it. But you just have to go. Yep. That's the big thing. Like, how do you know if you don't try it? <laughs> exactly. And, you know, there are always people in the community that are crying out for things that you know, we need support, we need this, and you should be doing that, and you should be doing this. And it's like, okay, cool, I am, I did it. Here, here you go. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, where, where'd you go? Like, where are you? <laughs> are you going to, no, you're not coming? Okay, right. Um, <laughs> cool. So, you know, we've had a book club running for, like, the last eight months, which, you know, will eventually grow, but there's, like, four of us now. 
Um, everyone's like, yeah, like book club sounds great. And I'm like, I get it. Reading books is tiresome. I love reading. I love stories, but I, I never finish the book. Mm-hmm. I'm horrible. I'll power <laughs> read the day before. I will admit that. I'm very open about that. But, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, book club sounds great. I'm like, cool. So I'll see you at the meeting. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely be there. And then they're not there. And you're like, yeah. well, then someone lines me. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's these things are available and we're doing so much different stuff that it's just you wanted it. So you've got it. Yeah. You and I think that might be part of it as well that the community has gone so long without support that you kind of, it's like when you finally get it and you're like, I don't know what to do with it. Yeah. Like, what, uh, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> and, oh, uh, yeah. So maybe it's a bit of that. I knew mean, it's really hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, just trying to be like, yeah, just go, just get your butt in the seat. Yep. Like, I, I did the work. You have to do nothing. You just have to show up. <laughs> like, I promise you, I stressed out enough for 12 people. You can just, you can go to yoga. Like, <laughs> please. So, you hear it, folks. There is so many events happening. There's so many things you can get involved with. Just come. Just, just try something. Yeah. The ladies are awesome. Soldier on doing great stuff. The dare's out there, yeah. people. Do yeah, it. So, yeah. we'll cut it there. Because we have been talking for 43 minutes. Oh, wow, God. <laughs> and you've probably got more work to do. Oh, i got a lot of work to do, but this is actually kind of nice not thinking about it for a minute and just talking about it. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to have a chat with me. That's all right. Anytime. Cheers. This podcast was edited, published, and produced by the RSLWA. Head to www.rslwa.org.au for other content. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast and follow us on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook.